everyone. Welcome to the Felicity Optimist versus Cynic podcast with us, your hosts, Melissa and Fish. This is a Felicity Rewatch podcast. We'll watch an episode each week and join you here to talk about it. And a reminder, there could be spoilers that we mention as we talk about this episode because it's not a spoiler-free podcast. Okay, so we've said that piece, not spoiler-free. I am Melissa, and I'm here with my scientific co-host, Fish. Fish, mm-hmm. how are you doing today? I am actually pretty good today. I'm awake. I got sleep. And uh, this this was an episode. There sure was, was, yeah. It was an episode of Felicity. Mm-hmm. It was. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Which 100%. one was it, you might be asking? Season four, episode four, Misconception. This one, okay. So this one originally aired October 31st, 2001, which is a little bit weird to me because I feel like we have Halloween-ish moments in the next episode. So what happened here from a timeline standpoint, I'm not sure. But October 31st, 2001, it was. It was directed by Keith Samples and it was co-written by Lori McCarthy and Josh Rimes. The episode description is, as Felicity reluctantly gears up for her beauty pageant debut, something else that could severely impact her life comes to light. A home pregnancy test is positive. Noel, meanwhile, decides to take a job as a guidance counselor at his alma mater, which also makes him Ben's counselor. Mm. Okay, so that's, that's what they gave us. All right, Fish, where do we start? At the beginning. Sure. At the beginning, which is Felicity holding a clear blue test. This episode brought yeah. to you by Clear Blue. Yes, which apparently gives false positives. So I can't imagine that they got paid for that. <laughs> um, That's true. Yeah. I did notice that her bathing suit matched the pregnancy test color. Oh, that's nice. It was on, on purpose or not, but... Uh, I did that. That's what I wrote down. Yeah. She's not taking the test. She's, she's showing it to the audience. Hey, I think I might need this, (laughs) but I don't really feel like doing it right now. And she's trying on a bathing suit because she's trying to figure out what she's going to wear for the pageant. And Javier seems to be her coach. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, okay, that one piece that covers your entire body is (laughs) great, but you might want to try something a little stringier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, he's not the only one that's going to think that. Yeah. Yeah. Elena's going to come in and Javier is going to inform Elena about the pageant, which she didn't know about before. And Elena's going to laugh. Not the, first, not the only person in this episode who's going to have no. that reaction. Uh, she just can't really picture it. <laughs> but the uh, the refrain keeps coming in. There's an academic pride. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> always the, the defense of the whole initiative. Um. But Elena gets on board. She's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with the wearing something stringy plan. Yes. I think that Elena in this episode kind of 
is the Elena I know where initially she's like, what? This isn't worthy of you. And then she's like, no, 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 no. Actually, let's get serious about it. Let's game plan. Let's do this. Um, like in a later scene, I feel like she's really taking it on board to like analyze the situation and yeah, she's helping coach her. Yeah. So that, that rings true for me. I actually Elena. enjoyed what they did with Elena in this one. I think they actually put her in the main plots and they had her be both Elena at times and so like harsh Elena and supportive Elena and um yeah I think they utilized her well okay that's not always the case for Elena oh really I feel like it's less often the case than we want it to be really um but yeah they're showing some different sides of her here well we're gonna go to the Miss Sunrise surprise orientation there's a woman who's sort of like the pageant director who's giving them all the rundown of what's going to happen we're going to practice the opening number we're going to do a photo shoot got to get your hair and makeup ready Hmm. um you know this person is going to sort of keep walking us through the different steps of this pageant yeah so they're going to send felicity off to get her hair and makeup done and wow does that guy do her hair and makeup um yeah personally i felt like it was drag queen chic i don't know if you had a different opinion but uh that is what that's what she looked like to me you know this episode i i feel like the instruction for carrie russell is felicity is asleep at the wheel in life (laughs) felicity looks numb to everything yeah and i'm having and i have a hard time with this episode because they make this big choice around a pageant and she looks dead like she walks through every scene like she's just not she's like totally checked out so they show us and i do think to a degree it makes sense because like she thinks she might be pregnant she thinks she might be pregnant and before that she felt really lost and she you know like it's it's an off balance time in her life but it's borderline uninteresting to watch so when you put her in these situations um it's weird because they turn they spit they they, like they show you what she looks like in the mirror and it's this sort of like comedic reveal of she's got this huge hair yeah she's really done up but she looks so checked out that i'm like it it's hard for it to read as funny to me because i'm just like yawning I, 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 it's this weird thing that's happening for me. I don't know if you're having that same sort of reaction right now. I'm not. I thought it was hilarious. They okay. turn her around and her hair is huge and it's got so much uh, height. And there has been many, there have been many, many, many bottles of hairspray and her makeup is so thick. And then her makeup artist or hair stylist or both tells her to stick hemorrhoid cream around her eyes Mm -hmm. and 
I cracked up. Like I, cause she, she gave herself this look in the mirror. Like, what is this? Like mm -hmm. what? Like I, she seemed shocked and mm -hmm. I also felt shocked. And then we get the, the added benefit of her making friends with this girl, Sarah, who I really liked, you know? Yeah. So Sarah's sitting next to her and she just kind of looks at Felicity and is like, oh, like first timer, here, here's what you do. Mm -hmm. uh, tell him to tone down the, the hairspray and don't put any eye makeup on or at least uh, eyeshadow. And she's, she's helping her out. I found Sarah to be just, I don't know, a really great character. Yeah, and then I like they're gonna pull Sarah. Javier in. Sarah, um, this actress is Monica. Monica Arnold. Um, but her IMDb just says Monica, but then it says Monica Arnold. So uh, oh. she's much more looking at her credits. She's like way more into music. And in fact, I mean, she's probably a, a big star. Voice. Hold on a second. I mean, she's not, she's not Monica. Like she's not the nineties Monica. Um, I'm not prepared to confirm that because there's so many credits of her music videos that she might be. Cause that's this exactly the conversation I was just having with myself and um, American singer, that boy is mine. Yeah, she's Monica. She's Monica Monica? I think she's Monica Monica. Listeners, um, we're stumbling in the dark here because we're trying to decide if she's Monica Monica, but I think she might be. <laughs> and you, you know, you could pause the podcast and, and write us a little message here to confirm one way or the other. But I'm telling you right now, her songs, The Boy Is Mine. That, I mean, that, that was Monica. Yeah. So this is Monica. Okay, Monica <laughs> Arnold. <laughs> um, no wonder, huh? Um, I mean, she had a gorgeous voice, but like, I don't know. I guess I yeah, nineteen ninety one to two thousand. Miss Thing and the boy, the boy is mine. So she was already big when they, when they, yeah, she was she already was big trying deal. to move into acting or something and i guess so i mean i thought she did well i thought if, yeah. if you know if they were trying to move her into a new space um it seems like she had done a hell of a lot of music videos at that point already but uh you know this is this yeah, is a I mean, she and brandy role. were just taken off yeah so there you have it um Angel of mine. i mean I've... she'd had some acting credits uh, she'd done she'd done a couple episodes of Beverly Hills 90210 before this, um, ah. but most of her acting credits, she's got a couple like a movie or two here and there, but most of it is is uh, music videos. So yeah, um, she I thought she really held her own here. I was endeared by her. Um, I thought she grounded an ungrounded episode as much as one could. Um, so I was expecting her to stab Felicity in the back throughout most of it, but then turned out, but she was Monica, Monica, nice. and I didn't want to mess with her brand yeah. that much. So, <laughs> you know. well, I mean, 
She, God, I loved her albums. Yeah, well, again, did you also love her? So she, she makes a point that she's this is she's done eight pageants or this is her eighth pageant, and she does it because she's a singer and she gets to do the talent portion and maybe get discovered. So yeah. you know, it's all lining up for us, <laughs> all coming together. Um, so but Javier's not having it. Javier was on my wavelength. He, you know, he eyes this friendship the startup of a friendship and he's like no no these girls are killers yeah you're just naive yeah you know and he's really scoping out the competition and we're going to get an example of that we're going to get the person that i called bitchy girl for almost the whole episode until they finally named her yes Um, i just called her bitch throughout all of my notes until her name is actually denise Denise. yeah Yeah. but we don't find that out until the tail end of the episode but (laughs) her opening you know the first the first we really see of her is her complaining that somebody you know stole her brush and that felicity stole her brush and used it and she's like well now i have to clean all your hair out and you just know where she's headed yeah they keep her on brand for the whole thing Mm mm-hmm and he and I think she's the one who Javier, when he scoped everybody out, he was like, you are the most beautiful Felicity, like absolutely everyone here, like doesn't hold a candle to you, except for this one girl. There's this one girl, and she's really gorgeous. And I wonder if he was talking about Denise at that he, point. Yeah, he probably was. And I think, you know, just for the sake of because we named Monica Monica, we also should name this as Tracy Scoggins. Um, who's playing Denise, who actually has quite a lot of uh, sort of sci-fi, Babylon 5, Star Trek, Deep Space Nine, uh, Crusade, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, 21 episodes. She's been in some stuff. But is she Tracy Tracy? I don't know if anybody's Tracy Tracy. Um, Yeah. So... So she's she's done some things and she made an appearance in one episode of this show. Um so right. yeah, but that's the that's the people of the pageant. <laughs> um I think my favorite part of this episode is the continued appearance of Bob Clendenin as the guidance I knew, counselor. I knew you were gonna love that. He really raises the bar for me in this episode. So he Noel has has found his way to this guidance counselor's office, even though he is not a student at this college anymore. (laughs) But he's just so desperate. Like, he just needs a line on a job. The guidance counselor is, like, trying to help him think about that. But then he's very, very obviously and quickly starts angling for, like, you know, people always need help. Like, guidance. Like, my job. Right. Yes. (laughs) Mr. Mr. Norman, right? Mm-hmm. Mr. Norman, the guidance counselor, is leaving. And with the dot-com tanking, dot-com industry tanking, uh, Noel doesn't really have, I guess, many other options at this point. Um, and, and Mr. Norman points out, look, you get to see all the jobs before everyone else. Mm-hmm. And Noel thinks that this might be a conflict of interest to steal the students' jobs. 
but Mr. Norman's like, that's so sweet. That's so yeah. nice of you to think about your <laughs> the, your students ahead of yourself. I used to used, used to be like, like that, that for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember those days? I mean, it was probably post mailroom, mm-hmm. uh, but pre, you know, what Whatever I assume. Yeah, I assume he's he's moving on up maybe to the, the chancellor's office, perhaps. Who's to say? Uh, yeah. I feel like there's probably a coffee shop on campus that needs some, some support. <laughs> he's a manager. Um, yeah, so... Uh, I I think it's the next scene with him that just cracks me up, but I just enjoy the setup of this where he's like, ah, I don't know why you're in my office, but you're an opportunity for me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It was faded. Something about that was magical. (laughs) Um, (sighs) And now I need to apologize to you because I completely forgot that these scenes happen. Uh, we get we do get some more with Megan's story with her parents. I totally forgot about this. Um, hey, we're, me too. For some reason, Megan thought it would be a good idea to take Walter to Epstein Bar. <laughs> I, I like of all the places, like of all the people, I can't imagine being in Epstein Bar. Walter ranks really high on that list. And they they probably don't have a huge clientele of vampires but you know got at least one he's got you know they've got one and i feel like they also didn't have another set so look it was either epstein bar or dean and deluca mm-hmm. and between the two i feel like it was easier to have this conversation in epstein bar They've done, they did like a nicer restaurant with John Ritter. They did a nicer restaurant in season one where Felicity yeah. finds out about Hannah. Uh, they've done other locations, but, um, you know. Not this time. The Walter <laughs> this time, good enough for that. budget was low. Yeah. <laughs> it was Epstein Bar. And this, <sighs> okay, I've, you're going to have to, I, I want to know what you feel about this scene because I... I was completely thrown by Walter in this okay. scene. I okay. do not understand him. I don't feel like this is uh, consistent. So help me out here. Okay. Well, uh, he 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 keeps it really boilerplate. They're not trying to give a lot of like motivation to Walter here. He's just like, yeah, I'm cutting you off um you, personally... if you want to be married we're cutting you, you we're serious like, yeah but it's both it. personally and financially yeah that's the part that like i don't understand because he then is acting like he cares he's like we're gonna cut you off personally and financially and if they were do if he was doing it for control like i I just, I don't feel that from him. Maybe if, um, if so any, any interpretation I can give you is going to be a totally made up interpretation in my head, because I don't think that they really give us like enough backstory with Walter. So my interpretation will be, I think, um, 
there's a status thing going on in his world where it's not necessarily about controlling Megan or love. It's like, no, this just can't be in my world. So like, if, if what you're looking for is this lifestyle, this doesn't mesh. Like it, it's almost like a self-protective sort of like a, Okay, well, then you're just going to have to be the daughter that went off on her own because my world has to look like this. Um, yeah, I guess that that makes the most sense of anything I could think of. Like because the name that... John Eisendrath gets floated later. And I think yeah. on the one hand, he's a lawyer who could yeah. help create the, uh, well, who could help execute a divorce, but also... Uh, we find out from Megan that that's actually who Walter wants her to be with. Well, I think he says it right here. He's okay. like, you know, I want to set you up with this guy. And, and Megan's like, I'm married. Yeah. Oh, in that scene, I interpreted as I want you to go to this lawyer for a divorce. And then when Megan, you, you rolled it all into one thing sounds like yeah because okay. if he was saying i want you to go for a divorce i feel like megan would have had to say i want to stay married rather than i'm married mm -hmm. like i'm not going to date somebody else I, like i'm married and we find out that like he's been trying to set her up with this guy for years yeah like this is sort of his version of a what is it called uh when you are arranged like engaged, marriage. yes, an arranged marriage. Yeah, I mean, that definitely tracks, which is why I think for me, uh, I mean, it's less about Walter's love for his daughter or not love for his daughter or control like we would maybe see with Felicity's dad. For me, it's just like, no, what, what our world looks like, Megan, is you get married to John Eisendrath. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're not getting married to John Eisendrath, or something somebody of that ilk you can't actually be a part of that world anymore and i'm happy to sacrifice that so that i can continue to be part of that world um so yeah. I, I guess it just felt like you're either with me or not with me <laughs> like and i they just didn't give us a lot else with him i guess so yeah i was trying to read more into it maybe than there was um i don't know pretty much it's just he doesn't care about her ouch yeah i guess that's sort of what it's boiling down to for me huh like it's just um yeah it's the society that i need to be part of and i'll take it or leave it with you uh as my daughter <laughs> like that's that yeah and so and no matter how many great sean ideas she shares he's like still not the point well i mean he I guess what threw me off a little bit is he did couch it in the terms of, you know, all your friends are going to be married to people who can support them and you're going to be stuck with this bum with, you know, tons of ideas that never go anywhere. Um, and, and it seemed like he cared about her future, which is why I was thinking he was going with a tough love approach. But then when he says, like, are you ready to make the sacrifice? It was so like non-emotional yeah it, that i i think you're right it just doesn't seem to say anything other than i like, don't see how i don't do that. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, it tracks with his um, heritage. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's been this way for thousands of years. He's not going to change now. Mm-hmm. And Megan, I feel like she her, she says a lot with her body language in this scene. Mm-hmm. You know, she's got her head down. She's like feeling uncomfortable. Like she seems kind of cowed by her father for most of it. I mean, she does say like, I'm married, but I could tell this, like this is gonna cause a problem. Like she's gonna take some of this in and it's gonna cause a problem. I guess it just makes me wonder even more about like what happened in the sort of, you know, in the last episode when, when she gives Sean the father and son, the father's and son's book. And she's like, you know, a couple years ago, I showed up as me- as Megan right. instead of Maggie. And um, I, I do wonder now that we're seeing this Walter, this moment with Walter, I don't know that her showing up as herself would have flown, flown. you know, yeah. like I, but I guess he was allowing concessions for that. I think maybe the mom was um, softening things a bit. Or he could have written it off as a phase since she wasn't around much. Mm-hmm. But like when she gets married, I mean, this is someone they're going to have to bring into society with them. Yeah. Yeah. Or not. And I will say, again, I didn't even remember that we get these scenes. So I don't know how much more of this storyline we're really going to get because I feel like there is going to be more of a partnership component with Megan and Sean. And I think maybe this helps lead us there. But uh, in terms of like more scenes with her parents, I do know for sure that we're going to get an episode where her mom is going to come in and we're going to meet Megan's sister. And um, and interesting. The relationship between Megan and her mom is is. um, Is downright workable. Okay. All in, right. In that episode, um, could it be that they've disowned her and they have those conversations? It could be, but I, um, it is a very functional dynamic that she seems to have with her mom. I mean, Walter is very clear here. They're cutting her off personally. Yeah. Not just financially. So if she then has a relationship with her mother personally, something else is going on. I don't know if there's like evidence of extended communication between her mom and her prior to that episode in that episode. But I do think that um, it's a scenario where her mom needs to be called in. Megan is comfortable to do it. Megan is comfortable to have conversations with her mom about why she's calling her in. She's ha- she is okay with having a heart to heart with her. Her mom's receptive to it. And it doesn't read to me as a mom who has been doesn't ordered care. by Wal- the Empire Walter <laughs> not to have any communication with Megan. So Hmm. um we're just gonna have but again i didn't remember any of this happened so who knows what other sorts of scenes got blocked out of my memory um finally i'm not the only one who doesn't remember now yeah i mean it turns out there's gonna be some (laughs) moments here that are like really falling into like a gap space um but 
you know, that's the, that's the journey. That's the journey we're on. Mm -hmm. So, yep. uh, okay. Well, let's go to the apartment, the lady's apartment where Elena is now taking on sort of like a game planning sort of let's figure this out role for Felicity with the pageant. Mm -hmm. And Felicity is lost looking at her day planner, trying yes. to figure out how late she is. Yeah, she's so distracted and, and Elena can tell that she's distracted. And then she just comes out and tells Elena that she's late. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's what's on her mind. Yeah. And Elena was very supportive. Mm -hmm. You know, she asked all the right questions. Have you taken a pregnancy test? I mean, you know, you should probably take three. Just saying. One, clearly not the way to go. With clear blue. Yeah. That was what we're learning here. So, it was not um, that clear, even though it may have been blue. Is that, that the name of the company or is it Clear Blue Easy? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, <laughs> maybe they made this company up, but made it look an awful lot. I don't think they could do that. I don't think they could do that. I think it's too many of the same words. Um, I yeah. think there'd still be a licensing issue. So, you know, um, so yeah, Elena encourages Felicity to take the test now, and, but we're going to just hold off on that for a minute and uh, come back to that scene. <laughs> because first yeah. we need to get one with Sean and Megan. Yeah, and Sean is attempting to make shrimp yogurt. Um, not one of his better ideas. He does have some ideas in here that I love. Mm -hmm. Shrimp yogurt is not one of them. And he's or as I blending. may say, he is blending. I am calling it shrogurt, and it is a bad, bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Although I will say that I thought salmon and cream cheese would be a bad idea. It seems like that would be a bad idea. It's actually fantastic. Like smoked salmon cream cheese on a bagel makes sense i guess because you put cream cheese and smoked salmon on a bagel and then people yeah. eat that i think sometimes these ideas that sound gross work better if you kind of flex your mind around a change in the main ingredient like i remember there when i was growing up on long island there was this place where we would often get bagels and sometimes we would get there was this place that had like cool fancy cream cheeses and i loved they had this chocolate chip cream cheese that was so delicious bagels. and you could just like eat it without anything um and i remember saying chocolate chip cream cheese to some people and then being like ew and i was like but it's like sweeter <laughs> it's not it doesn't it's cream cheese but it has like a vanilla-ish flavor but imagine like there are chocolate chip bagels and then mm -hmm. put cream cheese on it yeah, I, I I never understood why it was so confusing to people, but I had more than one person be like, that sounds gross. I was like, well, yeah. picture that it's not just the way you think cream cheese tastes, but it's like a little bit more sweet instead of savory. And yeah. uh, like, and it becomes like a dessert spread almost. Look, and um, maybe I have misjudged sugar because when I think about it, if I were to have shrimp, and I were to dip a shrimp in tzatziki, okay. I think that would be good. Right? I think you kind of have to wrap your mind around it in a new way. You, you, you can't you can't be thinking about like vanilla yogurt. 
It has to be like a plain yogurt or it has to be like something that has a savory uh, taste to it already. Mm -hmm. And then I guess, I guess it starts to. All right, we're going to, yeah, we're going to put this out to you listeners. Uh, Shrimp yogurt, yogurt, disgusting or maybe delicious. What do we think? Uh, curious for your think? thoughts. Yes. Feel free to jump in with that. Megan, Megan's thoughts. She doesn't like the idea, but not for the reasons we're discussing. She's like, A, no. too much cholesterol. Correct. B, it's the duck of the sea. Yeah. But also because of the cholesterol. Yeah. So um, basically most of her arguments are cholesterol based. Yeah. Um, but she, she has decided that she's going to take a more active role in Sean's entrepreneurship now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she would like to hear 10 ideas. She's going to get a little, you know, pitch session, a little shark tank, a little den of dragons. And uh, she would like them in writing and they're going to discuss it later. Yeah. She gives them a day tomorrow. Yeah. That's the plan. And just Sean's like, what? What is happening? But <laughs> that's mean, okay. Sean. He's he has lost his idea book. Mm-hmm. And now he's got to come up with all these ideas and write them down again. I, I mean, know. poor, poor guy. Well, all right. We're going to go back to the apartment because this was just long enough for Felicity to take a pregnancy test. So Felicity is coming out of the bathroom. It's not it's not seeming good. She she says to Elena, well, that test is positive. Yeah. Again, one test, not enough. Okay. All right. Well, and it's like, you know, they're not a hundred percent accurate. And she's like, well, pretty close. And Lena says, you know what? You really, you need a blood test. Like, Which is correct. Yeah. Yes. She's like, let's, let's not worry about this until you know for sure. But anyway, we're here for you. I'm sure Ben's here for you. Hmm. Um, Felicity's like, yeah, she's like, um, about that. Yeah. Um, he, he has a lot on his mind. I'm not going to tell him yet. So just like, keep your trap shut, which thankfully this is not Megan who would have, you know, printed it up on flyers and put it around school. Um, this is Elena and she can keep her mouth shut. And so this is the first of the many, many, many lies that will be told in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. This episode was so full of lies that I just, I mean, you and I have different definitions of what a lie is and how comfortable we are, even if we get on the same page, but no so much lying i am starting to think like felicity like might have some issues Mm -hmm. she's too good at this yeah she's she's uh we're we're maybe getting some sort of a psychological uh, diagnosis going on here at this point with her um well okay so let's continue that thread so we're gonna get a scene with felicity and ben and Felicity's sitting on the bed, Ben sighs because he missed a deadline to drop 
a whole bunch of classes that he must have signed up for last semester before he knew he was going to be pre-med. Um, I don't know if it worked well. I don't know if it works that How, way. here's my question. How many times mm-hmm. are you people going to forget to <laughs> drop your classes? Yeah. We go through this every freaking uh. year. And then Felicity has the gall to sit there and say, I'm sure the registrar can help you out. Do you remember (laughs) when you had to study for a class in like three days because the registrar wouldn't let you? How could you tell him to just go to the registrar and it'll be fine? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, In fact, everything they show us about this process contradicts the process that Felicity has gone through in the past, but that's okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, First, Felicity needs to bail on a plan to hang out with Ben, Mm -hmm. which I guess she's realizing she's done that quite a bit. So she says to Ben, no, there really is. There is a good reason. He's like, well, Ben doesn't really seem to care at this point. I mean, he's like, okay, cool. And he seems super distracted. Yeah. And is like kind of walking away until she's like, he says, what's the reason? She's like, well, you can't laugh. And, you know, he's he's done that move, too. So he knows serious things are coming after you say don't laugh. Mm -hmm. But but what she says is, so I'm in a beauty pageant. And then I just, I love the way he spins around and he looks at her wide-eyed and then he does laugh. It's my favorite moment. I just put his face Yeah, big exclamation point. Because he's so distracted and like doesn't care and then just 180 is like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know what to do with himself. And then, well, then he's he gets... like, can I come? Yeah. And she's like, no, no, no. I'd be too embarrassed. And he's like, but then he then he does another 180. So now it's a 360, but it's yeah. not really. It's a different 180. Um, and he's like, oh, but you could win. Oh, yeah. You could win this uh-huh. thing. Absolutely. Like, come on. She's like, she's like, Listen, it's not about winning. There's an academic portion for $3,000. Okay. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so Ben gonna... just confirms, like, look, hey, you can tell me things. And she's That's like, right. got it. Totally understood. I'll tell you everything moving forward, except there's, like, at least five or six things she's still not telling him. Correct. Um, yes. Oh, well. So much for that. Um, now we head to probably my favorite scene of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think his, I think this so last funny. one was my favorite with, like, Ben's face. Oh my god. I mean that good. that was good. That Ben's face was awesome. But this cracks me up. Um <laughs> Noel Noel is still in in uh Mr. Mr. Norman's Norman. office. Yeah. He's been there this whole time yeah. working out the details. And he officially has the guidance counselor job. Nobody yeah. from HR needs to be consulted. Like any paperwork that needed to be filled out. Mr. Norman has it. Yep. There will be no training period whatsoever. There's absolutely no training period. He just inherits the office and all of the books and all of the forms and all of the information. He isn't given the information on where everything is sitting. He has literally no education about what this job actually is. Meanwhile, Mr. Norman is 
quickly packing up his personal items around yes. the office. He has he has stood up. He's standing. It's like, how can I get out of this office and leave this man with this job before he knows what's <laughs> happened to him? Yes. And uh, like he explained that there's full benefits, but I don't know that Noel actually filled out any paperwork about the benefits. Like a 1099? Um, yeah. Like, like what is it, W-4? Uh, uh, there are legal requirements here, but we're going to just smooth over that. I mean, you're right. It, thinking about it as a whole, Noel walked into this office, sat <laughs> down in the chair across from the guidance counselor. And the next time he stood up, he was the guidance counselor <laughs> and had to go around the table and sit in the other chair to help his first counselee. And Mr. Norman gives him the old, when I say start immediately, I yeah. mean start immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Here, and he, he figures, Mr. Norman is like, here's how I get out of this. You got to take care of your first uh, your first guy here. Just walking in the door. Bye. And he drops a piece of information uh, that is going to be relevant later for Felicity. He says, oh, by the way, Art 10 needs a new TA. Needs a TA. Yeah. I don't know if that's what guidance counselors do. Apparently this one does. Apparently and, this one um, does. No should get on it. Professor for for Art 10 doesn't want to be bothered finding their own TA. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just like, here's an assortment of things that don't normally follow into the, fall into this job that uh, you need to do now. I And I hope this five minutes of orientation has been sufficient in making you feel oriented to your new job. Congrats. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you're going to get paid since... We clearly have not given any paperwork to the finance office. Um, yeah. No, Good I job, mean, Noel. if, if Noel wanted to slow him down and be like, how do I get one of those fancy name plates on my debt? He's like, I don't know. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's He's so out. He me. is out. And he is leaving Noel with his first counselee yeah i just want to take a moment before we before we go to noel's first counselee mm -hmm. uh to share my note from an optimist oh yay finding your replacement mm. how great is that you, you know pick your own yeah when you're when you've identified somebody who could take on a role that you don't want to do anymore you've been <laughs> a little burnt out with it for a while you've been asking yourself the question do I want to do this? And for a while, the answer has been a resounding no. And yet there is nowhere to go because you can't hand off these tasks or this job or this, this, this thing, the role that you're doing to anybody. But then suddenly you find that person, an unsuspecting, poor person who just comes in and doesn't know that you have great designs on them. <laughs> and they just show up haphazardly and you give everything over to them and you're like i've got an opportunity for you that's what i've got you, you that's you could get exposure you could get experience you could potentially find other jobs through this you could have the respect of your peers the love of your family you could become <laughs> famous you could get an unlimited supply of chocolate chip cream cheese from the local store. Or Schrobert. 
Exactly. Um, and then you're just like, when it's time to hand things over, maybe you hand it over thoroughly, maybe you don't, but you're ready to go. Yeah. And that is the beauty of finding a replacement. And I'm feeling it from Mr. Norman here. I feel it in my heart. Yeah. He, it, there is a great sense of relief yeah. that, um, <laughs> that he as an actor just brings to this scene. Um, for those of you not in the United States, I do want to be clear that legally all employment in the United States is what is called at will, which means you may leave your job at any point in time. Also, they may fire you at any point in time. But the important part for Mr. Norman is he could have left his job at any time mm -hmm. without finding a replacement. But clearly this was his last day to find one and fate brought him and Noel together. That's it. That's it. And so now, because everything needs to tie up so nicely. So mm -hmm. Noel has started immediately. Noel knows he needs to get this new TA for art 10, but at the door is Ben who is here yeah. to drop those classes. He's not going to the registrar. No, no, he's, he's going, going to, to the guidance, guidance counselor. counselor. Which he did go to the guidance counselor before, if we remember, who was uh -huh. still Mr. Norman. So, like, maybe only Ben gets to go to the guidance counselor. And when it's Felicity, she has to go to the registrar because scriptwriters. And why didn't Mr. Norman drop the classes while he was adding OCHEM? Uh -huh. I don't know. Well, it's probably because he didn't care about his job That's and was really it. depressed that Ben was not there to take it. Yeah. Yeah. That, however, has been rectified. And yeah, Noel, that situation. This has worked out really nicely for Ben because Noel is so confused about what his job is going to be that it'll be probably easier for Ben to get these requests across the line, even though he's past deadline because Noel doesn't know the deadline. And I'm so, also, whatever. I'm not going to say totally lucky in this sense, but at least in at this moment for this purpose ben is lucky because noel also feels really bad for sleeping with his girlfriend that's also yeah that's another thing yeah, yeah he's gonna do whatever ben wants yeah well we'll get to the actual transaction of it all in a bit but first felicity's she's taking it to heart that she needs to go get a blood test do it, it correct i mean correct yeah so she get her results uh, tomorrow yeah i mean if a lot it. a lot of things happen in one day in this episode a lot of stuff happens in one day one day. um the the person who's taking her blood is like uh, you know when you come back tomorrow to get those results you know bring your bring your partner in to work yeah. through it all then bring your bring your boyfriend in and we can discuss options yeah felicity says no you know what i'm actually going through this on my own okay felicity okay tough kid mm -hmm. what's happening here i feel like what i came away from this episode with was just uh, uh, an impression of a deeply seated sexism of the 90s mm -hmm. i mean it was a rough episode for women i'm not gonna lie between yeah. the beauty pageant and the pregnancy scare 
and the bring your boyfriend in so we can discuss options. Uh, there were so many things where I was, I just felt a real, mm. Yeah. You know, with the pregnancy scare piece of it, because in the last podcast, we, you know, when you were predicting what would happen in this one, and before I told you the title of this episode, you were like, all right, so at some point, Felicity has to have like a pregnancy scare and she needs to not know who the father is. And it's like, yeah, that's going to be the next episode. Um, I didn't actually think it was going to happen. I was like, oh, I'm just waiting for the obligatory, like, you know, plot point of, and you were like, but I guess the question is, it's oblig- it seems so obligatory to us now. It seems so like, oh, a million shows have done this. This was 2001. I don't know. Was it more of a stuff that we think of now and we're like, well, of course, you have to have this happen. And as somebody's going to get pregnant because they had sex the one time and then it's going to be like and you end up like going down this this plot line because you've seen 50 shows that have done that already. How many shows had done this stuff to this point? I wonder. So I can't, I can't really put myself in that time period. And um, because I hadn't watched a lot of shows like this. I mean, we were pretty young still when this was airing. So I I don't know that I had a lot of shows under my belt that I could look at and be like, Oh, well, of course she's going to get pregnant from the one time she slept (laughs) with Noel and she's not going to know who the father is. Was it new? Was it done already? I, I I don't know. I'm not sure about TV. I mean, I feel I mean, like this is a pretty common stuff. Oh, sure. But like, I also feel like it's a pretty common movie plot point. Mm-hmm. Like even from like pre-code movies and okay. like from like black and white movies till today. Um, minus the whole censorship period in the like late 40s 50s 60s um (laughs) that period of time uh yeah i feel like and in books like i just feel like the idea of is it this guy or that guy and a pregnancy yeah it had been done i think it had been done okay so there you have it uh i mean we're we're doing it. That's what's happening. But first, we're going to go to the pageant. Yeah, we're going to learn how to walk. Lessons, yeah, elongated yeah. strides is what you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, Felicity and Sarah, also known as Monica, mm-hmm. Monica, Monica, um, Monica, Monica. Yeah, Ooh, I did not think was Monica, Monica. Yeah, but we thought she was just a Monica, but she was Monica, Monica. Monica. Um, so, so they've. They've connected. They're fast friends. And Felicity and Sarah are able to have relatable, uh, supportive conversations. Felicity's telling Sarah that she hasn't picked a talent yet. Denise hears this. She's like, oh, you haven't picked a talent? That's a huge portion of your overall score. Well, I know who's not my competition. Whew. Yeah. This is why I wrote down as the three characters in this scene, Felicity, Sarah, and Bitch. Yeah, yeah. Which is all we really knew her to be until the very end. So yeah. Felicity is like, oh, oh yeah? Well, you know what? I did pick my talent. I just forgot. 
it's dancing because <laughs> I'm so good at dancing. And Sarah's like, she's the best dancer. I just met her, but she is amazing. Have she's you ever seen her dance? It'll kinds. make you cry. Yeah. yeah. She's won all kinds of, you know, trophies and competitions. She's been doing it. Or Felicity says she's been doing it since she was 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I kind of wish we had, we got to see this. Well, and Felicity actually, Carrie Russell was a dancer. And on Mickey Mouse Club, um, they really leveraged that quite a lot. She was obviously a trained dancer. And uh, they give us a little snippet of that later. Very, very soon. Um, they do. I just wish... I wish during the pageant we got to see Felicity during more parts of it. It seemed like there were a lot of filler girls and we never got to see her talent. We never got to see her like actually doing the evening wear. We never got to see her like answering academic questions or like we just, yeah. I don't know what happened there. I wonder why that actually was. So um, we will say here, uh, uh, Sarah is, obviously has like a, a rivalry relationship with Denise. Uh, last year, Denise put menthol cream in Sarah's bathing suit. Um, some sort Fresh of icy hot minty. sort of situation. Um, Fresh and minty. Yeah. And so uh, there's there's no love lost between those two. And now that Felicity is Sarah's friend, it's not looking good for Felicity either. But now we are going to get a moment in Felicity's apartment where she's practicing dancing. And honestly, for, for somebody who hasn't danced since she was 10, as yeah, she she's says, really good. Yeah, she has a lot of control. She's doing double pirouettes. She's like, Shanae turns she's like she obviously still knows her technique um I don't know why they didn't actually I mean maybe it had been so long that she didn't feel comfortable doing a whole dance number but I have to tell you on Mickey Mouse Club like they built entire things around her dance numbers so I oh she was was that out of practice I I don't know like I feel like they wouldn't have had to show us very much to give us a sense of it but I guess they were trying to do that here yeah Um, I mean I think so but I don't know would have also been nice to see the final product like maybe they ran out of money for the costumes um yeah she I mean I will say her hair has now grown out to a point that like uh is fantastic you think I love I really like this length of hair on her. I really, and in this scene, it just hit me. I was like, she's a great dancer and she has great hair right now. Okay. Excellent. Good to know. Cause there is a minute and I will tell you folks, there is a minute when you cut your hair, like Felicity had at junior year <laughs> and then you try to grow it out. There is a minute that doesn't look great. And um, it might have been right before this, or maybe I was just self-conscious. And so it's validating to hear you say this, that uh, that she was looking pretty good here. Um, yeah. I'm like, maybe I, maybe I overthought it. I don't know. Or maybe yeah. this was the good zone after you get through the rough patch. I like it. I mean, it was a little more than shoulder length, and she was 
flipping it around while doing all her dance moves. Mm-hmm. Noel comes in just watching her dance and uh, he's going to comment. Yeah, he sees her and she's going to see her, see him seeing her and get embarrassed about her dancing because Felicity has to spend almost this entire episode being either embarrassed or shy or uncomfortable Mm. or, or distracted. Yeah. So um, in this one, she's embarrassed and she's feeling really awkward and um, Noel, I don't know, Noel's trying to like get past this moment. And he's going to say, you know, what happened between us? That's in the past. We can put that behind us if we want to. And she's like, um, not so much. It's a little more complicated than that. It may be in the front of me for quite a while. Yeah. Nine months in particular. Goes right out there and says, you know, I might be pregnant. I'm waiting for the results. it just, I was like, you can't wait 24 hours. Really? You've already told Elena. You're not telling Ben. You can't wait 24 hours. No, she can't because they didn't, the show, the show, the writers didn't want this to be more than a one episode story and they just wanted the aftermath of it. So they have to tell, have her inform enough people. Enough people need to know that this thing was a possibility to cause drama. Fine. He can find out from Ben then. It's just like, why create? I don't know. It's uh, I don't buy it. I don't. I I know that she is impulsive, mm-hmm. but for something like this, I just don't buy it that she would have blurted it out to him. Fish. This episode is called Misconception. Okay, <laughs> it needs to be about Felicity thinking she's pregnant, and which is fine. Everybody else thinking it too. <laughs> Uh, and poor Noel here she's like you know he's trying to get you know have them move on right Mm -hmm. and be friends again which is what he was completely against before the summer yeah and she's like a pregnant uh (laughs) b might be yours c haven't told ben so don't tell ben because i'm with ben yeah. Ben, 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 Ben. Yeah. Meanwhile, Noel's life is flashing before his eyes. He's like, <laughs> again with this? Again? Um, and he keeps yeah. saying sorry. I'm yeah. just like, oh, my goodness. And then Elena comes in. Yeah. And she, and this <laughs> I was, was like, a, why I'm... are you in this room, Elena? Like, for this moment, I was just like, I don't understand why. She came in, but it was like, okay, well now. I don't know. Maybe she was there to work through the talent portion with Felicity. I don't know. But I did appreciate Elena in this, the friendship of Elena in this scene, because Elena enters a scene that's very awkward. Mm. And Noel uses this opportunity to leave. And then Elena just like reads everything from the vibe of the room, which I enjoyed. And We've seen a couple characters do that in this show where they're just like, oh, so that, oh, oh, (laughs) and Elena's going to do that sequence here where she's like, you told him you had sex with him. Yeah. (laughs) But she says none of that. You know, she's just like, oh, okay. I totally understand the whole plot. Yeah. Yeah. 
And she also knew enough to know that she shouldn't say anything. Mm, I mean, God, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want to get in the middle of this. Yeah. So we're going to go back to the pageant. We're going to see a whole bunch of people doing interviews, which I guess they do before. It's like the Q&A portion. Yeah, it's the Q&A portion. And I guess they do it before. They don't do this part with an audience. I I don't know that this is true f- for most. I mean, I haven't seen a ton of beauty pageants, but the ones that I have seen are like Miss America and Miss Universe, and they do have questions. But apparently for this one, they do the Q&A kind of first. Beforehand, yeah. And Sarah is going to explain why. Uh, they basically just need the, the judges just need to see that you can speak in public. They don't want somebody who's going to be a bumbling idiot in front of a crowd to be Miss Sunrise Surprise, is it? Uh, so <laughs> the jury's yeah. out on whether or not Felicity is comfortable to speak in public. We have had right. episodes that show us that she is. I mean, we've had episodes that show us that she is not. And so I don't know. And honestly, after this, I still don't know. Because yeah. Javier is just like safe answers, safe answers. Yeah. So he's like, all right, safe answers. And every girl who's gone before her says the exact same thing. So she's yeah, now we seen have it like 15 a whole times. highly edited um, version of like, uh, or segment of other contestants giving their answers. And, you know, it's meant to be comedic or they're like a whole bunch of people are saying, I do charity work. I want to stay centered and balanced. It's all about the children for me. And you're seeing like multiple contestants give each of those answers. Um, yeah. I mean, it's the generic, you know, world peace. Yeah. Right. Answer. Yeah. Um, and I feel like for the so it becomes Felicity's turn. First of all, her hair is so much better um, mm-hmm. than when when they did it the first time. Okay. But I feel like her questions were not the same questions that everybody else was asked. Yeah, somehow she ends up saying she would be like an oak tree because they're strong and they have a lot of character and they're always changing. Or at least their leaves are. Their leaves are changing and they are growing what question was this what type of tree would you nobody else had to answer what type of tree would you be not that we saw in the montage yeah yeah she was not prepared for that and then they're going to get real personal with her and she can't just say you know i'm gonna be an artist Mm -hmm. she's gotta be they're gonna ask you know where do you see yourself in the next five years and all of the stuff in her head, as per usual, comes out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know. Yeah. She might be an artist. She, she's not sure. Um, maybe, uh, well. Um, Can you yeah. be more specific? Nope. No. Sorry, no. She no. could have trotted out her big Todd Mulcahy letter here. She could have been like, I know one day I'm going to have to decide whether I'm going to be an artist or a doctor. I'm just glad that day isn't today. Thank you. I feel like, however, she has decided she's not going to be a doctor. Yeah, that's true. I mean, she could have said, I haven't decided whether I'm going to be an artist or a full-time mother. 
True. Uh, but at least she kept that much inside. Yeah. And Javier's going to um, kind of pat her on the back and say, we, we, we still have a chance. Yeah. Kind uh, of. Yeah. She's like, I blew it. He's like, no, they're going to they're gonna respect your honesty for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, no, she blew it. Yeah. She blew it. But, you know, she's not there for the Q&A. She's there for the academic portion. That's $3,000. $3,000. Yeah. Um, so let's go over to Sean and Megan. It's the idea sesh. So it's Shark Tank. Sure is. Sean is pitching a whole bunch of ideas to Megan, starting with an overhead reading table. Yes. A lucite table that is see-through that you can put your book on top of and then read through it. Now I don't think this was his book best thought through idea how would you turn the pages is my question yeah how would you turn the pages i mean it has to be clipped on so it doesn't fall on you somehow well i was um, thinking it it's it's uh it's just above you so you're like laying on the ground and it has you know legs okay all right all right He's got the before and after restaurant idea. They only serve appetizers and desserts. Okay. For, for the record, short dates. I love this idea. I also love this idea. I love this idea. I mean, yep. he's got a winner there. Good move. Good move. He's mm -hmm. also got the sleep mask alarm clock idea, which is probably <laughs> my favorite invention of his of all inventions, which um, it's a combination sleep mask alarm clock. So you're just, you're laying in bed and and that's your face going off. <laughs> that is the best tagline ever. Yep. I absolutely adore that. That's your face going off. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Megan is horrified. She is so worried. The yeah. look on her face is just deep, deep anxiety about the future. Yeah. Sean, Sean's going to back up the truck now. He's like, hang on a second. Why are you being so critical? Yeah, he had one good idea there. Yeah, at least. And uh, Megan's going to say, hey, look, I'm just trying to make sure that this wasn't a mistake. And Sean's like, wait, what? You think of me as a mistake? She's like, no, I'm just maybe giving up a lot. He's like, still don't understand. Yeah. Explain yourself. And then she breaks it down. She says, my parents might disown me. My dad wants me to be with John Eisendrath. I'm supposed to divorce you. Yeah. Um, she, I mean, she says they're going to cut me out of the family. So it's, it's complete. It's not just financial. Yeah. And I think Sean seems hurt here because Megan does say, well, it's my dad that thinks I'm making a mistake. And Sean very pointedly says, and you, like, uh, do you think you're making a mistake? To which Megan just responds with, like, a very long pause. Yeah. Like, way too long of a pause for your current husband. Yeah, it's true. It's, I don't know, it's a lot to think about from her position. I mean, the stakes are pretty high here, even though... 
I don't know. I mean, we don't really explore it a ton. We're setting it up for sure. But um, the stakes are actually quite high for her in this situation. Yeah. As much as it's playing for comedy. Um, but... It didn't yeah. end up being comedic. I feel like it started out being comedic, and by the end, it was not so funny. Yeah, that's true. Well, let's go back to the apartment where Felicity is packing up for the rehearsal. Ben kind of wants to go, but she won't let him. Um, because it'd be too embarrassing. But he can stay in her room to work on his lab. Which is great news, except she had tried to hide the uh, like pr- the waiver for the, the for the office where she got the blood test. It's uh, a receipt. It's a receipt. It's he a, said it was a receipt, but like she didn't hide it. It was just sitting there out on the desk. No. What was it, or had she put it underneath some books and he moved the books and then there it was? Oh, I, I think she that had hidden happened. it from Noel. When Noel uh, saw her dancing, she like very quickly went over and I think she covered up that receipt with some books, but then she ended up telling Noel about it anyway. But I don't think she intended to tell Ben. I think that she forgot that it was, she, you know, there it was covered by books. Nobody can yeah, see it. Yeah. Okay. That makes me feel better because I was not happy with this. I, I was like, you're just going to let him sit at your desk and it's just sitting there on the top of your desk. Yeah, I think he he moved a stack of books, but the paper was left underneath it, and then he sees okay. the paper. and That makes me feel better yeah. about this scene. Yeah, so that changes everything about what he was in that room to do. Um, yeah, his face again, but this time he is real scared. Yeah, so let's head over to the pageant for now, where we're oh getting a rehearsal God. for the opening number. Oh my God. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so shiny. It's shiny. Everyone is so shiny in the hat. Like rhinestone cowboy. Oh my god. The song, the pants, mm-hmm. the lasso. Oh my god. Everything about this scene made me happy, other than the fact that like Felicity looks completely miserable. But yeah. like the fact that she had to do this and everyone was doing it. And and the thing is, everybody looked really bored, which tells me that this is the (laughs) 30th time that they've run through it this hour. Not Denise. Denise had a nice big smile on her face because pageant girls, no matter what's going on, have big smiles on their face. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is like easily the most boring looking dance of all times, (laughs) but that's fine. Um, Great song, though. Yeah, Denise has taken up a lot of space. She's getting <laughs> spaces, specifically Felicity's, and the the pageant director's like, "Okay, guys, can we just can we start over? Look, a beauty queen always smiles. All right, right. So smile, like Denise. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh my God, everything about this. I mean, she has on a cowboy hat. She's got on boots. Like they all have on boots. They have on." Some of the girls have on like, you know, black skirts, but others have on black and hot pink, um, like cow print pants. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. my God, this is just, this is the train wreck that I can't look away from. Okay, great. I love it. Well, I love it. 
the rehearsal finishes and we're going to see Sarah and Felicity up to no good. They've got a container of mus generic muscle rub. It just says muscle rub on it. Oh, I um, thought it said menthol. No, it's muscle rub. Wow. And um, so the, the indication is that they're about to put it in Denise's bathing suit. Yes, because Sarah would uh, she like to get get even yeah and it's just like felicity really you never ever ever learn don't yeah don't don't let other people talk you into doing these things this whole bit like why why are we doing this why are we doing this on the show i don't know um what's going on here writers explain yourself Lori mccarthy i blame this on you Okay, because <laughs> you haven't done a lot of writing for the show, and um, I'm not sure it's Josh Ryan's fault. Yeah, I agree. You know what else is her fault? The fact that uh, that Noel is stealing Ben's move. Mm. He is outside, all alone, in the middle of the night, playing basketball. Does he yeah. not know that this is Benjamin's territory? Yeah, it says it says Ben's basketball court. I mean, yeah, it I love, says it I love right this there. set. I always loved when they go here for some reason. It I, is. A there's great not set. much to it, no. but it's just I don't know. It's great, it gives you a, a city feeling. Um, ben is going to show up at the same court, and he's going to. It's join. his court. Yeah, that's the deal. Mm-hmm. But we're going to come back to that because first we're going to get Sarah and Felicity who have just done the deed and they are laughing and hiding in the closet because they have just squirted muscle rub into Denise's bathing suit. Yeah. Um, Not one of the best plot points, but we'll keep going. I I actively hate it, but that's fine. (laughs) So Sarah, now that we've had the silliness and the pettiness, uh, they're in a a closet with an opportunity to chat. So Sarah is going to have a real heart to heart with Felicity. And she's like, so who who did you invite to support you? Felicity's like, support? Nobody. No. No. And Sarah's like, of course, your, your boyfriend. She's like, nope, not my boyfriend either. Nope, too embarrassing. Nope. Yeah. So I was like, oh, cool, because I invited everybody that I know. (laughs) (laughs) My parents, my friend, my whole family's going to be here. Yeah. And Felicity's going to give us a little insight into her ongoing insecurity that I really felt like she was over. Me too. Right? I, are we still here? Yeah, I didn't think so. And with Ben being the way he is now, yeah, and with, how is this potentially relevant? being pregnant with his child? Yeah, is this what you're really thinking about? Yeah, so she she's like, hey, remember when Ben was voted most popular in high school? Um, yeah. So my boyfriend was the most popular guy. I wasn't. I was never popular. And I'm still just waiting for him to realize who I really am and just not want me. What? Yeah. Because before he like hadn't noticed you, right? Yeah. Fine. But like now that he knows you and has been sleeping with you for years, where did this come from? I feel like the writers on this episode haven't watched the show in two full seasons. 
I, at least. I, I think that there are speeches Felicity could give here that would resonate deeply with where we are currently in the plot. You know, like yeah. she could, so for example, she could say, I used to know exactly where I was headed and my boyfriend didn't have a clue. And now we have swapped positions and he has yep. this deep meaning and great purpose in his life. And I'm bouncing around, not knowing what I'm doing. And here I am at a beauty pageant and I'm asking people not to laugh about me being at a beauty pageant. And I just don't know what's happening with my life. And I don't want people to see me in this moment of uncertainty. Like, I think you could go on this whole thread around that and it would make oodles of sense. Thank you. Thank you. That was so much better than was what was actually there. It's the continuation of the story they are already telling. <laughs> Instead, it's like, Hey, remember me from season one where I didn't know if I was cool enough for Ben. Right. And let's forget about the fact that I've been cool enough for Ben for years now. And, and again, he, maybe having his baby. And maybe I'm having his baby. I just. um, Yeah, this was rough. I'm was not going to lie. This was rough. Real. And in but the context know, of it all, you know, like, also, you could be having a moment here, Felicity, of being like, here's Ben thinking about saving lives. And I'm putting muscle rub in Denise's bathing suit, who doesn't really matter to me. And I'm never going to see her again after this. Like, I don't I'm feel like she would to, say to that to Sarah. <laughs> yeah. She, this is probably not the conversation she'd have with Sarah, but... I, she could have the conversation of, you know, he's really focused on his career and what, like, here's what happened to my friend Ruby when yeah. she got pregnant. Guys, we've come up with multiple ideas here that make, that that continue the story they are currently telling in season four instead and of. She could be having like a, like an existential crisis being worried that her child will be as boring as Ruby's. I mean, there's so, so many things. Or maybe she thought Ruby's baby was great. Maybe she was like, no, there, there was. No. Eva had these grand designs of knocking out power grids with her ninja she skills. She didn't, okay, though. Okay, she fine. didn't do any of that. Yeah, that's true. But, um, I mean... You could, okay, so listeners, you could be like, it's a core wound for Felicity. She never got over. But why this moment? Ben has changed so much. Ben so is not she. currently the popular guy. He is the most lonely old man on the face <laughs> of the planet. He okay, has no okay, friends. let's not go let's not go that far. He's still gorgeous. I mean, but but who name name five friends. Name two friends. He's what what he's got, Trevor? <laughs> Trevor wasn't even in this episode. Like, who does he? His his guidance counselor hates him. His teacher hates him. He's got a girlfriend. His roommates that one of them slept with his girlfriend. I mean, who does he have? Sean, not Mister Popular anymore. No, he 
but he's he is still i don't know he's now got purpose and direction and he's also very attractive so his entire journey in season two you know like yeah we start in this place where he was like do i still want to be just fun time ben i don't know do i do i want something serious and i think by the end of season two we could agree he wanted something serious and he wanted it with felicity and he was pursuing her hardcore he was like stalking her we might even say the the model flipped and ben has more than proven his interest now you could say season three we see the flip around avery and i think you could put a real asterisk next to that because it's not that it, it wasn't that felicity wasn't good for him it wasn't that felicity wasn't cool enough for him it was that he actually watched avery die yeah. And be brought back Different to life. Different situation. Yeah, like, I I don't know how in Felicity's head it would be conflated to I wasn't popular enough. Yeah. Um, especially because he kicks Avery to the curb. Eventually. Yeah, it takes a minute, but he does it. In a way, that is <laughs> a hell of a lot more convincing than what Felicity has done with Noel. May, might we say yeah. that? Um, Correct. Yes. So I, I just don't know. Like... Okay, we've waxed poetic about how this Yeah, We've been failed by the writers here. This Uh scene is a horse, it's dead, and we have kicked it quite a lot. Um, Hey, beauty queens always smile, okay? All right, Fish? Always. Moving on. I did like this next scene, though. Okay, Because we're back to the basketball court with Noel and Ben, and they're just both being nice to each other. I mean... Ben is going to confide in Noel as he is shooting hoops about the pregnancy. And, um, and Noel's going to be like, Oh, really pregnancy? I didn't know about that. And Ben just sees right through that. She's like, she told you, huh? Didn't she? Why? Why would she tell you? Because I just found an invoice. Like, why did she actually tell you? (laughs) (laughs) right and noel's just like because i also put my penis in no because we're friends yeah we're friends and ben ben is just like i have to talk to her and then he bounces the basketball really hard so i figure he's not in the best headspace yeah ben ben has gone off to find felicity to have it out to to get to the bottom of this Oh, we're going to go back to the pageant. Denise screams. Denise has discovered the muscle rub in her bathing suit. I mean, I'm just going to put this out there. Has Have any of you listen, uh, listeners ever put on a bathing suit? Because I have never put on a bathing suit and not, like, kind of looked at it first. I mean... For the amount of white crap that was in her bathing suit. Yeah. How did she not notice this? Yeah, that was a lot. It probably weighed more than her bikini bottom. And I'm guessing it smelled like mint. Yeah, mentally. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. If you have ever been in a room where anybody is 
applying (laughs) or even opening a container of like icy hot or any other brand of that type of product very you know it the moment they uncap it yes (laughs) i actually like that smell i do too but it's but i wouldn't put it in my bathing suit and if it was in my bathing suit i would notice it yeah it's um but hey this this little prank worked so okay apparently there's that apparently twice apparently it worked on sarah and then it worked on denise i mean um, so, so hey. we're gonna find felicity in her dress in her evening gown oh but we have to point this out okay it's a red dress sure is and i saw the red dress and i wrote down red dress oh. felicity can't lose okay Look, she doesn't lose in a red dress. No, she does not. And Ben's going to show up, even though he has not been invited, but he has a bone to pick with her. He's like, are you pregnant? I know, right before she's about to walk on stage. He's like, excuse me, I have a quick question for you. Like, we need to get this conversation out there because it's not going to be a thing in the next episode. So (laughs) I need to make sure I have said this. She's like, yeah, you know what? I I really don't know. I don't know if I'm pregnant. Yeah. And he's like, well, why didn't you tell me about this? I had to find it on a form, and then I had to hear it from Noel. And all Felicity does is say sorry, like, ten times. Said I panicked. You have so much going on, so much happening in your life. Yeah. Didn't want to bother you with your potential child. Mm. It actually, she was, she was lying very well here. Yeah. Um, I was concerned and then he's he's like, well, I'm going to head out because you never wanted me to be here to begin with. And she says, no, wait, 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 please stay because Sarah convinced me that yeah. I need support. So she says, I, I will be embarrassed that you're here, but it'll make me feel better that you're here. Yep. Yeah. And then we just proceed to not see Felicity yeah. do any of the stuff. Yeah, we see contestants introduce themselves. We do see Felicity introduce herself. She says, I'm Felicity Porter from the University of New York. And she's just one of a number of people who introduce themselves. But we also get to see Sarah say that she is from Juilliard, Ah. which makes a whole lot of sense. I'm Monica Monica from Juilliard. She's like, I'm Monica. No, like Monica Monica, like the Monica. The Monica. Yeah. That's me. So we are going to see in the wings, Denise and Javier doing some smack talk. Mm-hmm. There's a little trash talking happening in the background. Yeah. I don't feel like Javier held his own there. Because Denise was basically like, you're not going to win. And Javier was like, oh, yeah. Well, but you. But <laughs> you. And that's it. Yeah. 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 We're going to see us uh, a portion of the swimsuit uh, competition. We're just seeing yep. a bunch of people wearing swimsuits, turning around. We're a portion gonna of s- the evening yeah. wear competition. Before that, we're going to see the talent portion. Oh, just they sort of like all clips. blend together. We get yeah. swimwear and evening and talent and swimwear and, you know, they go back and forth. But none of them are Felicity. Yeah, they're not, not Felicity. It's all a montage to a Sinatra song, I think, is what they had in the background. Um, I don't remember which Mine one. Mine was Sinatra. Yeah. 
Um, but then they are going to stop down on uh, Sarah yes. singing. She's going to she do is belting. Children mm-hmm. are our future. Yeah. A Whitney Houston classic, and she is going to kill it. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful rendition. Soulful, sad, um, lovely. And of course, Ben and Felicity are both standing there listening to children are our future and it's awkward it's awkward um and they're not saying anything they just you know obviously the show had negotiated for monica to have this moment so all of the characters are watching her um and then we're going to get to the awards component so swimsuit award goes to mary beth allen Good for her. Who we haven't met. Good on you. We've seen you in action, but we haven't met you. Good on you, Mary Beth Allen. Yeah. Best evening wear. Felicity Porter. I mean, of course. Red dress. Yeah, there it is. Of course. Academic portion for $3,000. Separate from the main prize. Rachel Newstead. the bitch. Oh, wait. (laughs) I thought it went to the Denise. Nope. Rachel Newstead won the academic portion. Oh, wow. Separate from the main. Well, it was not Felicity. It was not Felicity. It was Rachel Newstead. And then the main prize. We've got a runner up and we've got a winner. The runner up is Sarah Robinson. Monica, Monica. And the winner. Denise Jensen, first time we're naming her in the entire episode. (laughs) I did. I wrote down bitch and then I put um, parentheses Denise. Yeah, it was the first time. Yeah, but uh, to be honest with you, like, it was pretty clear that she was the person who was playing the game the most. She was going to win this competition. That is it. Uh, Like, she told you don't get points for being nice here. That's right. That's the thing. Um, and I was just, I don't know. I mean, so we go to the the after uh, after the competition part. And you've got Felicity and Javier and Sarah and Ben are all standing around and Ben's been waiting. So it was, you know, Javier and Sarah, like, kind of take off. And Felicity reveals to Ben so it was $3,000 for the academic prize. Mm-hmm. She gets like a $200 gift certificate. To the for Wiz. Evening wear. Yeah, for evening wear. Nobody beats the Wiz. Ain't nobody going to beat the Wiz. Um, yeah. She was going to get a whole bunch of CDs. Well, I just... This seems not... Um, this seems not enough. Like I feel like the, these things. <laughs> All I'm saying, fish, were not CDs were what, weighted. like eleven bucks each. I don't know, twelve bucks each. That's well, a lot I'm of just, CDs. I'm just saying it shouldn't <laughs> have been for CDs. Like she, I don't the know. This was the sponsor, not... and they were going to do a. Uh, they weren't doing a cash donation. They were doing an in-kind donation. So instead of it being two hundred bucks. It was 200 bucks worth of Wiz product. So you think swimwear and talent also got 200 bucks? Maybe. And then academic got 3,000? They probably just had uh, a sponsor for each component that gave a prize. 
And that's rough. It's just yeah. rough. Hey, the whiz was awesome. No, $200. $200 is rough. Yeah. Okay. The red dress is worth more. I see what you're saying. This episode brought to you by Clear Blue, who wasn't so happy, and The Wiz, who maybe also wasn't so happy. And, and generic Schroger. muscle rub. And Schroger. Um, so, Felicity does have some good news. Yeah. I don't know when she figured out this good news. Maybe that's why she wasn't in the swimwear evening wear our talent portions. Very possible. Because she's gotten her period somewhere between the first time they were talking about this and now. And so she's like, I'm not pregnant. He's like, oh, did you get your results? She's like, I didn't need to. Yeah. I got my period. And then Ben looks super relieved. He gives a, a big relieved sigh. And Felicity just keeps apologizing. Just keeps apologizing. Yeah. And uh, she's she's getting away with it. I don't know how, but she's staying normal. And yeah. He doesn't know what's up. And um, going to blow up in her face at some point, right? I mean, he can't just not find out. So that oof. is correct. Um, but she does say she's glad that he stayed and they hug and it's all happy, nice, nice. Um, Hmm. so we're going to go back over to the loft where Megan and Sean are having a follow-up conversation after the pretty big reveal she laid on him in the previous scene. Yeah. And she would like to clarify that the fight is not about shrimp. Yeah, it's true. Not about shrimp. Like Sean's like, yeah, I know the fight is about, you should have defended me to your dad like i you know i've got a lot of ideas but i only need one to work you know like Mm -hmm. marriage (laughs) only need the one and she's like what if what if you what if you don't find it he's like i believe i did it's you i stumbled on the right one and yeah. all and and that moment her heart grew three sizes. Yeah. And that's she true. just says, You're so cute. Yeah. That's the second time somebody's used that expression with me in the last 15 hours. I had oh. a movie club last night where, guys, I watched E.T. for the very first time ever for this movie club. <gasps> for the first time? I am officially 40 and I somehow got 40 years into my life I think I might have maybe seen some moments from it when I was really little and I think my sister was watching it and I but the thing is I can't decide the memories that I do have of that movie which are minimal I can't decide if they're memories of me watching it or memories of me seeing pictures as an adult from like stills yeah you know like you know when you can't decide what's a memory and what's input from something else. Yes. Um, so I just can't believe you haven't. I I was a wreck through the whole freaking thing, and I and because I'm coming to this so late and without any prior discussion about it, I was like, was everybody this wrecked? And yes. they're like, yeah, we're all this wrecked, Absolutely. except for one person who was like, I hated that movie, and we were all like, who are you, and what have you done with childhood? Um, I bet I know who that was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you would probably be right if you guessed, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but, but one of the people was like, yeah, in the theater, you could feel everybody's heart growing three sizes all at the same time. And I was like, that's what <laughs> happened to me. 
<laughs> yeah. Gosh. It's, it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty amazing, I mean, it's Drew Barrymore's breakout role. I mean, no yeah. one can ever take that away from her. Yeah. yeah. Look, all I'm saying is, there in the beginning, when E.T. approaches Elliot, and he has a handful of Reese's that he's been collecting because <laughs> Elliot has been leaving him behind, and he just gently, slowly walks up to Elliot and yeah. lays them at the foot of his chair. <laughs> and I... I caught myself. I was leaning forward, pitched completely forward, almost on like a, on like a, uh, what's not, not freestyle skiing. Um, uh, oh, jump. Almost yeah. like a ski jumper. I'm pitched all the way forward, leaning into the screen. A single tear rolls down <laughs> my cheek. And I looked, I, I, I caught myself and I was like, what is happening to me? It's the magic of E.T. It's the magic of E.T. That movie. Oh my God. I don't know what to say after that. It's So anyway, <laughs> another time when somebody's heart grew three sizes. Yes. Megan. Yeah. In this scene. She's um, going to call her dad and reject the money. However, Sean would like to know how much money. A lot. A lot. But we don't know exactly how much. Yeah. So we're going to head back over to the ladies' apartment. Noel is here to talk to Felicity. He's like, hey, thanks for telling me you're not pregnant in another conversation yeah. that we didn't see. <laughs> thanks for the call. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, I have a solution to your tuition problem. Yeah. This scene creeped me out. Okay. So bad. Okay. He's like, you can be the TA for Art 10. You know, it's down the hall from my office. But I'm not offering because you slept with me. And the thing is, he actually does have to clarify this. Because he has offered her jobs in the past while trying to get her to sleep with him. It, it is true. The fact um... that he even has to say this makes me so uncomfortable yeah yeah this is a bad null moment guys bad if you can like what null. greg did you're gonna hate this yeah. um so yeah he's she's like i don't know Noel, isn't it he's like hey would you take it if things weren't so complicated with us she's like probably he's like well then take it yeah she doesn't he's like answer. now he wants to go back to be friends and I was like, remember the end of last season yeah. in the bathroom where you were filling up toilet paper and you couldn't even walk out of the stall? Yeah. I mean, remember that whole thing where you were I like, remember. I can't do this anymore? Yeah. What happened to that guy? You're now creepy guy again. Yeah, what happened? I'm telling you. You're telling me. I'm so upset with Noel. Okay. I'm upset with, I'm upset with Noel. Half of the people in this show right now are sleepwalking through life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what is going on with Noel. Um, well, I mean, he was body snatched before, but this is clearly like Noel season one, but on steroids. <sighs> uh, fish is fired up. There's so, so many Me Too moments. That, there's that are just so many. 
Well, Felicity does not answer here whether or not she will take the TA position. Oh, she's so going to take the TA position. We all know she's going to take the TA position. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This isn't going to be another Boulder job situation. Okay. (laughs) So don't worry. I know in the past the show has really ramped you up to let you down with some of these jobs. Do not compare this creepy ass job offer to Boulder. Okay, Boulder was an opportunity. Boulder, we could believe in. This is just tainted. Tainted. And if I'm being real with you, the TA position is going to be tainted all the way through. Oh, (laughs) awesome. Oh, oh. In all kinds of different ways. Does what's-his-name come back and get all creepy and McGrathy on her? There's other stuff that happens. Like, there's somehow, for a minor plot point, there's quite an evolution with this TA position. Um, So I I hesitate to even mention anything about it because of the journey you'll go on. Um, (laughs) For it being a minor plot point, they somehow managed to weave in some interesting stuff. So, Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. We're going to now go to Noel's office. Where Noel is struggling to open the window. Mm. Actually, now that I think about that, that's relevant. What? Noel not being able to open this window. I mean, it's like half open. Uh, he's struggling with it. He's having a hard time getting it to function. And that does matter. Hmm. And I never noticed that before. Interesting note um ben's (laughs) gonna come in with a balled up drop ad form yeah that's and noel is gonna do him a solid and take care of this even though it's after the deadline because noel doesn't a noel doesn't know that there was a deadline b noel doesn't know the process for actually taking care of it c noel has slept with with ben's girlfriend d i don't know um d he may have impregnated her it's true so he can at least do this for Ben, right? But Ben is going to inform him. He's like, hey, guess what? Following, just closing the loop on our conversation from the other day. Felicity's not pregnant. And Noel, in the yeah. best thing Noel has done the whole season, pretends he didn't already know. Yeah. Liar. Yeah. Everybody pants. Everybody's pants are on fire. Yeah. Uh, but probably a good call. Um, if I'm being honest, even though I don't like lying, like why does Noel need to do any more than this really at this point? Uh, Ben's like, Hey, well, maybe we can shoot some hoops later, huh? And Noel's like, yeah, we can do that. I'm so freaking guilty. Yeah. It's that wouldn't be weird. And then Ben's going to leave. Having gotten everything he wanted and Noel just sits down at his new guidance counselor desk. He sighs, he sits, he stares. It's the three S's. Mm. And that's where we leave off here in this show. The end. The <laughs> end. Uh, my goodness, we're whipping through it because that's how great this episode is. So, Fish, <laughs> it's time for our You're the Worst segment now do you have a you're the worst for this episode i mean not really because so many people were the worst yeah so i'm pretty much just gonna like say a bunch of people and call them the worst okay so number one vampire walter yeah you're the worst like you completely suck 
uh, you're going to cut your daughter off personally and financially because it doesn't suit you and your way of life. And you're going to try to make her like divorce her current husband and marry her prearranged, you know, whatever his name was, lawyer boy. You just, you suck. Also, because you're a vampire. Um, Felicity, I mean, I get you're going through a pregnancy scare, but also you cheated with Noel, and, like, you're lying to everyone, and you're getting really good at it, and you put menthol in some girl's bikini, even though she was stupid enough to put it on. That's on her. I mean, no. Like, you are also... The worst. Noel, I think I've been very clear about. The worst. And Denise, who we called the bitch throughout this entire thing. Clearly also the worst. Um, so, I don't know. If you have so many worsts, is there a worst? Yeah, I mean, and if they're the worst in a forest, does the forest, do the, do the worsts make a noise? <laughs> where i was headed with that right um yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, walter felicity noel denise you're the worst yeah okay i believe worst is kind of losing its meaning at this point yeah at that point it's just a superlative that stops being a superlative okay well fish it's time to get to our favorite segment yay after you listen to this tape, you have to erase it. We have, uh, you know what? Every time at Jekazip contacts <laughs> us, it's only gold. That's Amazing. it. Um, remember Fish in episode one of this season when that woman was just goofily like smiling during an, a Javier and Elena fight scene in Dean and DeLuca? I mean, I remember you saying there was Background a woman extra. sitting, sitting down, and you were like, "She's making the most of this moment." Mm-hmm. Yeah. At Jack Zip says, "I'm pretty sure the woman in Dean and Deluca who smiles at Javier while Elena's having a fit about her dress is Almandina, Javier's cousin who made the dress." He puts the dress on her table when Elena starts going off on him. And that's why he tells her, it's okay. She liked it after Elena storms out. I think there might even be a confirmation that it is in fact her in the audio commentary for this episode on the DVD. Oh. Jack is it. Wow. Coming in with the knowledge. Not just an extra, a named character. Maybe. I mean, I don't know, but I like the theory. I think if that is, in fact, what happens there, they probably should have given that that actress a note to not be smiling so much when Elena was obviously (laughs) red hot angry. Um, But again, you know, this woman had a good day. Being on the show, being prominently placed in a scene. It's good stuff. Love it. Thank you. What an interesting interpretation of that. Turns out Almondina might have gotten an appearance on the show, not just named. 
Love it. Fun stuff. So that's the that's the big reveal. Uh, pound for pound. <laughs> Always good tips from at Jekazip. And honestly, at Jekazip, just because it needs to be said again, how you found the Sony, what is it, KP5010 or whatever that was, <laughs> I will never understand what process you went through to find out what TV set Ben got for the apartment in the christening. <laughs> how, what search terms did you plug in? I just, I'm still just astonished by the research skills. Unbelievable. Anyway. Amazing. That's that. Amazing. Yeah. Fish, it's just time for us to rate this episode. Well, I wanted to bring up one more, which I know oh. you've already talked about. But I remember you asking, I think in season one, what everybody's favorite Sean inventions were. Oh, yeah. And someone said... I think it was Todd underscore Markehi. Wow. Said sleep mask, alarm clock. Mm -hmm. It's your face going off. This is your face going off. (laughs) Yeah. I I remember it. it. It's This is... Uh, Sean has had some really notable inventions. I don't know that this particular one ever gets named again, but um, I'll never forget it. That's the thing. It's actually a really funny idea and his delivery of it is beautiful. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's quality. All right, Fish. Well, it's time for us to rate the episode. So who should go first here? Who do you think? Um, you know what? You always ask me, who should go first this time i would like to ask you melissa would you like to go first or would you like me to go first you all right then i'll go first great um (laughs) there were a many many things that were inconsistent that were uh disturbing um, that didn't feel like the characters themselves didn't really make a lot of sense to me. But the thing is, I loved it oh. anyway. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, everything from surprise, it's Monica, Monica, um, singing the beautiful Whitney Houston song to the urban cowboy outfits, to Noel getting a job and Mr. Norman coming back. Uh, You know, just the whole Schrogert of it all. It made no sense and I don't care. I still just really love this episode. So I'm giving it a nine. I'm giving it nine gloves out of 10. I would watch this over and over. So top that optimist. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I've been I've been debating a little bit about this one. So I think what I'm gonna do with this, the, the unit of measurement is gonna be sleep mask alarm clocks, of Perfect. course. Because what else do you do for this? Yeah. I am giving this one 4.5 out of 10 sleep mask alarm clocks. Um, This is almost exactly 
middle of the road for me, except a little less. The stuff I, the stuff I don't like, I just really don't like. I think there's a lot of weak parts of this episode. I think there's weak writing. I think there's weak reasoning. I think there's weak choices, uh, all from a writing standpoint. Um, I am getting a little frustrated with the lifelessness of Felicity. And I think, you know, there is a point to that. Uh, you know, if, if she's feeling lost, maybe there's a depression that's happening. Maybe there's a numbness that's happening. So maybe we're not going to see a particularly animated Felicity, but this is a television show and we're trying to watch it. So I, at a certain point, I feel like I need, I need something interesting to be happening here. Um, and the things that they chose to make interesting in this episode, in a lot of cases, I don't think were that well written, but there were moments, there were things that really lift up this episode for me. One of which is everything Bob Clendenin did. Mr. <laughs> Norman, uh, I just, I loved it so much that he was just like, you're the guy. I've got a box here that I've been waiting for a guy like you to show up in my office. I don't know why you're here. You're not even a student. I never could have believed that somebody who wasn't a student would come to me for guidance. And yet here you are and you're my replacement. Bye. Um, I absolutely <laughs> love that. I love that he's like frantically packing up his office while he's trying to hand over his job. I love Ben's face when he finds the, yes. out that Felicity is going to be in a beauty pageant. I love the sleep mask alarm clock of it all. Um, the, those moments are strong enough for me to lift it to an almost middle of the road. But um, yeah, 4.5 out of 10 for me at the end of the day. Just uh, not super strong. And we were able to even quickly off the top of our heads think of some rewrites to some speeches that make a heck of a lot more sense than the ones they gave us the thing is like i can't argue with anything you're saying you're completely right on all of these points and yet from a purely like how much did i enjoy it and would i watch it again perspective absolutely I mean, it's a beauty pageant where they're singing and dancing to Urban Cowboy in hot pink and black cow print pants. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are so many parts of this that were ridiculous. And I just, I, I, there, I love it. I just, Fish, you know I what found I just it realized? highly, highly watchable. You know, I just realized what john eisendrath is a writer on this show i mean that doesn't surprise me i thought you were going to tell me that earlier i was like sounds like somebody's name sure um, is yeah yep yeah. yep he wrote um the last two episodes of the last season he was a co-writer well how about that i mean they do like to do that they sure do yeah oh my goodness well there it is um, l listeners, what did you think about this episode? Fish and I had a bigger spread than we normally have. I I came in at exactly half of Fish's rating. Um, <laughs> yeah. Where do you fall? Which with is this? very uh, unusual. 
very unusual. A lot of times I think it's only happened. Yeah, I mean, something like this usually only happens during black and white standalone episodes. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Well, uh, yeah, listeners, let us know what you think. Send us your feedback. Send us your Felicity fan art. Send us your research, whatever, you know, your thesis statements, your treatises, whatever you want to send us, send it to the Melissafish at gmail.com. That's Melissa with one L. Two S's, the Melissafish at gmail.com. You can also be part of the conversation with lots of cool Felicity fans on our Instagram at Felicity Podcast. And if you want to know when we drop these new podcast episodes, you can find out by signing up for our newsletter. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, check your show notes. There's a link in there. And while you're at it, hey, rate and review us. That'd be fun, right? Because then more people could discover this podcast. So that's the move. Now, Fish, the next episode is called Booze. B-O-O-O-Z. What do you think that one's about? What? B-O-O-Z? B-O-O-O-Z. Well, you said there were Halloween-themed stuff, so apparently... The boo is for Halloween, and the Z is for people getting drunk. Uh, people get drunk at Halloween. Um, that does not tell me much at all. Okay. Wow. Um, I I got nothing. Like people getting drunk at Halloween. I hope there's costumes, or maybe mm-hmm. some some jack o' lantern carving. Um, Perhaps somebody jumps out of a closet, scares everyone, and then pours them shots. Okay. Shot girl in a closet. That's my guess. Surprise. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, That's the prediction for booze. (laughs) Anything else you wanted to say about this one, Fish? I just... There were so many things wrong with it, and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I just really, I don't know. Listeners, I'd love to hear your feedback. Are there just episodes that make no sense that you're just like, this is fantastic? Or do you feel like I did, and you're like, this makes no sense, and it's unacceptable? Yeah. Where do you fall on the spectrum? Yeah. <laughs> And why is Melissa taking over my job as it's the... true. Host? We're kind of heading in and that why way, am I? Are we? Yeah. Oh, We're boy. like Ben and Felicity. We're changing places. We might be. Yeah. Trevor and Lauren weren't even in this episode. I... Oh, Trevor. You said Trevor earlier, and I was like, who's Trevor? <laughs> And I just let it go. The guy you love so much. The guy you can't stop talking about. Christopher Gorham. Who's Trevor? Come on. Well, if you said Christopher Gorham, I would have known who you were talking about. I don't remember his name is Trevor. Yeah, because why would you? Anyway. Or that Ben had a friend. Um, I was like, Trevor, is he like a high school friend? Or like, what is she talking about? Okay. All right. I'm back on the same page now. Um, You're right. I enjoy Trevor, and um, I don't know who Lauren is. You enjoyed. You don't even remember who Trevor is. 
calling you out. I didn't. I did not at all remember that. But I now that I do, I remember that I enjoy him. Oh, nice. (laughs) Well, all right. I guess that's it. I guess I guess we've beaten a dead horse. I guess we we might have spent more time talking about E.T. I don't know. I mean, E.T. is a great movie. I'm not gonna, I mean, yeah. Yeah. All right, Fish. Well, until next time, don't hook up with Ben while I'm gone. E.T. phone home. Bye. Bye, everyone.